You're listening to Chatterbox, where your opinion matters, or at least we say that. Let's go over here to line four. Hello, caller. What's your name? You are rich in your life. What are you nuts? We got him now. He wasn't even worth the trouble. Yo, what's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Sean Thomas. I'm here with my friend, Dev, and we're going to do another episode of Restore Point a weekly video game nostalgia podcast where we talk about video games that we love. This week, we're going to talk about GTA 3. Uh, but first, I want to let you know that this episode of Restore Point was brought to you by our friends at Manscaped. If you go to manscaped.com slash HQ and put in code HQ20, you'll get 20% off, free shipping, you'll get a free bag, you'll get free underwear. And let me tell you, boys, we got a lot of happy customers because, I don't know if you know this, Dev, but I'm a fucking celebrity now. Oh yeah, I over heard. over a million views on YouTube and uh, some on Facebook too. And, yeah, and, and counting, and counting, and counting. And, counting. Yeah. and uh, you know, people hate me, but they love the product. So if you're like those people, hate me, good chance you like the product. Exactly. Um, so once again, go to manscaped.com/hq, put in code HQ20, and uh, support the boys, support your balls, support Manscaped, and uh, also. Another sponsor for the show is uh, Youth Energy. If you go to youthxenergy.com, put in code HQ10, you'll get uh, 10% off some of the coolest shirts on the net. And uh, last week we did an episode on Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, and I think next week he's releasing Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2 shirts. So if you want to look sick as fuck, go there. Dev, I was thinking about this last night. Obviously we're going to talk about GTA today. Mm -hmm. But I've been thinking about games that I've been playing or not been playing and uh, the internet at our house yesterday went out, like, for a long time. It was Ooh. so fucking brutal. And um, I said to Nick, I was like, dude, am I going to have to play my fucking Switch? Like, all I want to do is play League of Legends, man. And I thought about, I do this thing on my Switch where if there is a demo for a game, I'm downloading it. And I have, it, it, I have easily 10 gigs worth of demos on my Switch that I just never play. Are you, do you ever do that? I don't. I'll go into the demo section. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, I'll, I'll check it out. And then if there's anything that seemingly is interesting to me, I'll download it. And I'll usually just, I'll usually download and just play it right away. Uh -huh. So it doesn't sit there. And then I'll be like, okay, this game's cool or not. And then I just kind of get rid of it. I, I got to keep that space free. I downloaded um, the Bravely Default 2 demo. Have you okay. ever played that game? Have you I'm familiar with the first one. Dude, so I thought I was going to like it a lot more than I did. But it was kind of this weird half measure for me where the graphics looked a little bit like octopath traveler where yes. it was like kind of pretty and like 3d and whatever but then they had like kind of weird like chibi art mm -hmm. for like the characters i just didn't really thought i was gonna like it a lot more but it it's one of those games i feel like games do this all the time where if you remind me of a different game that i would rather be playing you've already lost i'd rather you know? be playing that like, game like i saw i was playing it and i was like fuck i should really play octopath traveler which i feel like just didn't bode super well for that yeah i mean i it could it could go either way because the style of that game reminds me of Tales of Destiny and the Tales series from way, way back in the day. Uh -huh. But I'm not going to pay $200 for a game, so I'll yeah. just play this on my Switch. Yeah, that's fair. Well, dude, before we get on the show, how are you? What's been going on? Doing well, doing well. You know, things are things are going. They're kind of they're kind of speeding along. So mm. I'm uh, I'm on the unemployment train right now. So it's my first day. Out, it's my first day <laughs> out here. So you know, I'm just gonna start getting it together. <clears throat> um, I'm kind of taking these first two days to kind of just chill and figure out, what, you know, what what moves I'm making next, clean yeah. my house. Mm -hmm. So, 
basically I'm going to do that. And then what I've started doing is I'm finally now, this actually is nice because it's going to give me time to work on my Twitch schedule for this mm-hmm. week mm-hmm. and future weeks. Cause I already have a couple things planned out. So I'm going to, I'm going to figure that out, get situated, put in some resumes and applications and then we'll go from there. Mm. Dude, I, I, this is obviously way different cause you're like an adult and I was a kid, but I, when I got laid off, first job I ever like really liked that I got laid off of, I was 16 and, uh, I was working at this place called Cape Mac. It was like a local Apple store. And I, the stores have been getting slower and slower. And because the company kind of cannibalized themselves, they opened a store that was like 15 minutes away from the other store that we had. And uh, the other store was in like this really hot little plaza. It was super popular. So they had a ton of foot traffic, a ton of accessory sales. And my store was like, it was like near the mall, but like super annoying to get to. So people would rather just go to the one that was in this like little common area. And I remember I went in, I went to work one day, got there early. I opened the store. It was me and this other dude. And the manager came in and it looked like he was about to tell us that somebody died. Like he was like, Hey, uh, you know, we gotta, we have to let you go. Like we just don't have, there's not stores. not making enough money. They're just going to have us. It was basically him and his wife managed the store. And, uh, it was, it was like a crazy feeling. Cause like, I understand like getting fired if you were like doing a bad job or something, but yeah. to all, especially in, in my instance, and I know in yours, like I was like the top performer in the store and then like, it just didn't matter. Like we just got laid off and it was yeah. like such a bad feeling. Like, so what, what have you been trying to do to like keep your head above water? So we we're actually talking about this a couple of days ago. So I remember you had gotten, you had seen something about Dignitas opening and whatnot, which, and then I actually had gotten an email from LinkedIn for Twitch, which is, was very interesting. And then the following day I got laid off Mm. and that was literally the first place I put my resume into. That was actually so funny because you, you sent me the, yeah. So, uh, for those who don't know, I, you know, I make a lot of videos and I had applied to, and had been in talks with the management at this esports org named Dignitas to be their director of content. And the offer just like wasn't right. And we kind of went back and forth and then like coronavirus hit. So like everything just stopped and I was like, Oh cool. Coronavirus just hit. That makes sense. Like nobody's doing anything. I, I, I was actually thinking, Oh, what if I had taken that job? I probably would have gotten laid off because mm-hmm. would have had a job. And then two days ago I saw that they had posted that they were hiring for that role. Yeah. And I was like sick, <laughs> but then you had sent me the Twitch thing and you're like, Oh, I actually got this in my inbox. Yeah. Really funny. Yeah. It's interesting. Interesting, interesting how things turn out. So yeah, we'll see. Obviously I'm not, I have like savings right now, so I'm not, I'm not hurting too bad. Obviously it's a bummer because I was, I I actually did enjoy that job and I I was crushing it. Honestly, like I kind of, when the coronavirus stuff started, like Mm -hmm. I made this thing that helped us get everyone out of there a week earlier than we were supposed to and Mm -hmm. so on and so forth. But obviously, you know, like you're saying that shit just doesn't matter. Like, yeah. Well, it's also, it's been really weird, like thinking about like coronavirus and gaming and everything, because the, I was listening to a podcast of these dudes who've been in the games industry for like 15 years or something. And they were saying that probably longer, but they were saying that when uh, the recession happened in 2008, game sales actually went up, even though everything else was going down Mm -hmm. because people were just stuck inside and like, they just needed something to do to keep their minds off of it. And I think that you're kind of seeing that with a lot of shit right now, like, Game sales are, I mean, there's not a lot of games out that are new, but like, there's just so many things that are like watch time on YouTube is up, but other things are down. Like music listening is down mm-hmm. because you're just like home more. Like people tend to listen yeah, to music like while you're working. Or, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I've been thinking about that a lot for video games. Like 
I think that um, not this is like a video game news show, but like Naughty Dog, like obviously there was leaks about the game, and then they kind of like it seemed like they kind of rushed out The Last of Us Part Two. But I think it's because everybody is home now, like everybody needs something to do, so the sales can kind of go up. And I know that last night I saw you playing like a shitload of Payday, like all night. Yeah. Like, have you been using games to just like try to keep your mind off it? Yeah, games try to keep my mind off it, and just like I've genuinely been really enjoying payday yeah. <laughs> so that's i've been sick. playing the shit out of it lately i got up to level 80 yesterday that's sick so yeah just 80 yeah what level am i i think I'm like 25 like, I think, yeah i think you're like high 20s holy shit dude dev's been grinding so yeah I've, just been, I've been grinding that out um just coming up with plans for like twitch and youtube and whatnot i have like a video that i'm making right now and then I have an idea for another video once I can get that one out. Dude, I was surprised. If anybody at home that doesn't know, Dev, uh, his YouTube channel is fucking sick. If you go back, he's got a lot of sneaker reviews. And then if you go forward to now, he just did a mod on this. Uh, he did a video on the Sega Saturn mod. And it got way more views than I thought it was going to get. Honestly, like, me too. Like, it started, like, I think it was at, like, it was a little over 500 today, which, like, wow. I'm like, damn, like, that's that's sick. That's very interesting, especially because I have, like, I think I'm at, like, 45 subscribers right now but yeah, yeah. it's uh it's, it's it's nice to see i really like yeah. the video too like i don't know anything about the sega saturn or well okay that's not true i don't know anything about the particular mod you're installing but you're you didn't have like what i call a youtube voice mm. i hate when people are like hello everybody today you're like hey what's up guys uh today we're gonna install the mod it just felt like i was hanging out with you while you installed it yeah it was really nice and that's what i was trying to go for i just wanted to be like I need to, I just want to talk to someone as if I'm informing them. That's pretty yeah. much what I did at the Apple store. Yeah. So like just talk to people as if you're conversationally, but you're also informing them and that's mm -hmm. what I wanted it to be like and make sure I didn't leave anything out. But yeah, yeah. no, I, I loved it. Uh, so as you guys heard, we now need some support on Dev's Twitch channel, his YouTube channel and for Manscaped so we can get paid more. So if you love us and you want to support the show, go to all those places. But now the housekeeping's out of the way. This episode is about Grand Theft Auto 3, one of my favorite games of all time. It's one of my favorite games of all time, and it's just straight up, it's it's generation and like genre defining. Something that I need to get off my chest right now. I was watching a video. Um, I was watching a video, and, or no, no, I was Googling stuff about GTA 3, and one of the Google searches was, is GTA 3 a good game? And the reply was that it's not a good game. They're like, oh, it's not a good game because like every other game that came out after it did it better. And it's like, dude, I in 2011, they released Grand Theft Auto 3 on the iPhone. And I bought that shit immediately. It was like five bucks, whatever, mm. worth it. I forgot about it until last night. Big Nick was like, oh, what are you guys doing for Restore Point tomorrow? And I was like, I'll probably do GTA 3. And then I was like... <gasps> It's on my phone. Yeah. Dude, I downloaded it and played it last night. Two things that came to mind right away. One, it holds up incredibly well because, like, the driving mechanics are what makes GTA great. You know, like, that's what makes other car games not feel as good. Like, the the um, comparison I always give is, like, I hate... I Driving the Warthog in Halo feels really weird because of how they decided it's to like control flowy. it. It's flowy and, like, you actually control everything with the left thumbstick and you just move the camera with yeah. the right. But in GTA, it's a lot more, you know, you work together with the camera and the direction. And, like, I was playing it on my phone, and it just still held up. The graphics were good. And the other crazy thing to me, they scaled it. Because when this thing, in 2011, every phone was, like, you know, a weird not HD screen. Yeah, of course. They made it so that it scales to the iPhone 10, Like, it, it's full bleed. Right. They, like, made, they made, like, they made a widescreen instead of, like. But, but not only widescreen, they made it, like, because the iPhone is, is weirder than full screen mm. you know what i mean yeah oh yeah because yeah. it's not 16 it's in, like the fov yeah. yeah 
but it it's like it felt like playing like a, a game on an ultra wide monitor, you know. Yeah. But I was like blown away. And the other thing is that I still know my way around the whole map, at least Portland, like the starting yeah. area. I don't know if you know when you leave the hideout, uh, there is a there's a, a car dealership with one banshee in the car dealership. I remember that one, yeah. And yeah. dude, I could just get there off memory. Like I was able you go out, you take a right, you take a left, go down a hill, up a hill, there's like a weird gas station, and there's the area where you um it's like the what's that fucking uh what's that word? A junkyard. There's like the junkyard yeah. and then there's the banshee there. Which made me think about GTA was a game that I I feel like in every game that I played as a kid, because like my parents didn't have a shitload of money, I was always playing the last game. You know, like yeah. Vice City was out and I was just playing GTA three like it was a brand new mm-hmm. game. And I played the fucking breaks off that game. I drove because I played on Xbox, which I found out last night actually came out after the PlayStation 2 version. Yeah, yeah. And on Xbox, you could burn CDs into the Xbox. And I used to get mixed CDs from my friend and I would burn them into my Xbox. And I'm talking, I was listening to Hinder Lips of an Angel. I was listening to the Atreyu cover of You Give Love a Bad Name. I was listening to the Marshall Mathers LP. I was listening, listening to 50 Cent. That was the coolest fucking thing to me that it could read your internal, um, hard drive yeah and last night it on my phone it asked for access to my apple music library which was nuts yeah same idea yeah the other thing that i think is really really crazy about gta and i'm interested to know your thoughts on this is i thought the radio stations were like the coolest fucking thing and as the games progressed like they got cooler and cooler like you know in san andreas they had like actual like real licensed hip-hop on it Mm -hmm. and same thing when you get into gta 5 they had like songs that were basically made for that soundtrack, yeah. which was even crazier. But in GTA three, there was a station called chatterbox FM and chatterbox. Was it like chatterbox one Oh eight or something? I, don't I forgot. It was like, yeah, it was just, I think it was just like chatterbox FM or something like that. With So chatterbox was a um, talk show basically. And I felt like the payoff from chatterbox as you continued to play those games was insane. And the other thing that I thought was really cool was Chatterbox. Uh, it was hosted by a guy named Laszlo, who actually, like, his real name in real life is Laszlo. Yeah, he's a real he, DJ. He, like, really produced the segments for it. And as the story progressed to GTA V, new segments would be introduced. Like, uh, fuck, I have to look at the notes. What was the woman's name? What was the woman's name? Um, Maria Latore, who's the, who's the mob boss's, like, mm. girlfriend who you become involved with. Um, she calls into Laszlo and she's like, oh, my boyfriend never talks because you play yeah. as like a mute guy. Yeah. What what was your favorite station in DTA? Chatterbox was easily my favorite station because mm. just because it was, it was hilarious. Mm. It was, it was, it was like super well written. It was funny. And I would just constantly be listening. I would go through the other radio stations and listen to things every, every so often, every so often. But I have like specific segments from Chatterbox that I really liked. Dude. And, you know, and then I would go, and then my friends and I would like talk about it, and we would like quote it all the time. Dude, so that was like that. I I loved that shit. And you know, around the time when it came out, I had gotten it pretty much around release date, which was a month after nine eleven. So it wow. came out. It came out October two thousand one. Wow. I was fresh off Final Fantasy ten, so huh. I was looking for some. You know, I was looking for something a little different. And then boom, here comes GTA three. Just this, and I was a Grand Theft Auto fan already. Mm. So I played Grand Theft Auto One, played Grand Theft Auto Two, Grand Theft Auto London. Wow, um, you know, and they were like these top-down, like 
almost, I mean, I guess at the time you call it like kind of cell shaded, but yeah, they were pretty much just top down. So, and I had always imagined, I was like, what if Grand Theft Auto was in 3D? And I think it, I was not the only one with <laughs> yeah. that. With Turns that out thought. Rockstar was imagining that too. So Grand Theft Auto 3 comes up. We're in a fully realized 3D world. You can walk around, kind of do whatever you want. And I was I was on the ground floor for that because I had been such a Grand Theft Auto fan. This is what I had been looking for through the years. And PS1 just didn't have the power to do so. Yeah. PS2 comes out, Grand Theft Auto 3, and, and that's just that's where I'm at. So, you know, the world took me right away. And I think one of the dopest things ever was that right at the beginning of the game, you get broken out of the the police van the by the Colombian cartel. Yep. And whose voice do I hear? Literally my favorite hip hop artist of all time, Guru, rest in peace. Dude, so yeah. I was playing it last night yeah. and I wondered if it was him. Yeah, a- Guru's eight ball. What the yeah. fuck? Yeah. That's crazy, dude. So it was and and then he introduced you to the Leone family and then you just go from there. Dude. And yeah, that shit blew my mind right off the bat. I'm like, "What? I got to help Guru get out of prison." Dude, so last night when I was playing it, I was like, I heard that voice and I was like, "Man, that sounds familiar. What actor they get to do that?" But I didn't think to look it up. Yeah, That's yeah. fucking crazy, yeah, so yeah, dude. It was dope. The other the really interesting thing, and I imagine this is about the limitations of this console generation, but the audio fidelity is so bad. Mm. It sounds like everybody's talking to you through a phone, even when they're right in yeah. front of you. <laughs> yeah. And I think, I think that was obviously and at the time, if you were playing, you were probably just playing on like a CRT television anyway, yeah. with like mono speakers. If yeah. you know, if you, if you were in our financial situation, so yeah. I probably didn't notice it back in the day. But I'm sure if I, if I play it right now, I'd be like, wow, that's oh, it was, garbage. It was, <laughs> it was crazy. Dude. dude, I can't fucking believe the other, the other thing that I think about that game is, it, they did. I mean, I guess in in actuality, that was the first open world video game I'd ever played. Because you could just yeah, go could. anywhere and do whatever you wanted. It's funny to hear you say that you and your friends would quote Laszlo and Chatterbox because I, when I was probably like ten when I started playing it, because Vice City was out and I wasn't playing it because I couldn't get my hands on it, and I, I was too young to be playing GTA. So like, oh, yeah. no one. It's it's funny because like Nick obviously. HQ boys, my best friend, never played, has never played a GTA game. And it, it was just like kids my age at that time weren't supposed to be playing these games. Oh, no. And I would just sit in my room for fucking hours. And I always thought, I, I don't, and you can probably speak to this more, but there was always this big controversy around GTA games because mm-hmm. they were so violent. You could have sex with hookers and you all could, this yeah. shit. You could like have sex, you could have sex with hookers and then beat them and then run them over with your car and get your money back. Right. Which is like, yeah, it's I mean, fucked up, but like. Which is fucked up, but yeah. I wasn't doing that when I was playing the Me game. Me neither, like, honestly. I was just driving around, trying to hit jumps, listening yeah. to Chatterbox. Straight up. Like. Yeah, and like, and and then the city was so alive too. I'll, I don't remember many of the quotes from the people, but I remember if you punched the construction workers mm-hmm. they was or when you walked by them they would say shit like my toolbox <laughs> and like i'll never forget like my toolbox when and i was like well this is like they're talking dude the crazy thing about it too is like the portland that starting area is pretty fucking big oh yeah, yeah, yeah. like and you know i said earlier but i still know my way around the map like this morning i showed big nick i drove from the hideout and got all the way up to the leone family mansion mm-hmm. like i just i don't there are places from where I grew up that I can't get to anymore, yeah. but I still know how to get there in GTA. Yeah. What was your favorite car to drive? Uh, it was it was definitely the Banshee because my favorite car 
in Gran Turismo 3 mm-hmm. was the Dodge Viper with the Dude, two stripes. Yeah, same. So I, I don't know what it was about the blue with the two stripes Dude. that I love the Dodge Viper so much. And I was like, I got to do the fucking Banshee. Dude, there was down the street in South Yarmouth, uh, like kind of close to the Thunderdome, there was a Dodge dealership and they had a blue Viper in the front of it with the two stripes. And I was always like, man, when I grow up, I'm going to get a Dodge Viper. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I should do it. If Honestly, I just a great buy an older one, dude. Buy the one that you saw. I'll buy one from 2010, <laughs> dude. Man, I forgot about Dodge Vipers until right now. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, dude. I was a. I, I don't even know shit about cars, but like, you know, I play Gran Turismo. There's the car right there in Grand Theft Auto Three form. I'm in there, and I went fast as shit too. Now, like. wasn't there a car in Grand Grand Theft Auto called the Viper? I, it it was and, like the sleek like Lambo looking car. Oh yeah, no, oh man, and I it, wish I could. It drove so fast, but it was yeah. so unruly to handle. Yeah, it was it was it was definitely like a a, a Lamborghini type car. Yeah. It was something something along those lines. I, the thing that I liked about GTA, and it, what's really funny when you think about um, like GTA Five, for instance, the the GTA storyline is so thoroughly like. It's a good storyline. Oh, and it's in that I think I think all of them are pretty well written, especially if you think in in terms of like crime dramas and crime epics. Yeah. And they use so much pop culture reference, yeah. but they're always able to tie together their own story very well. And like you were saying earlier, there's like there's callbacks yeah. in all in pretty much every single one there's callbacks and even the even the like the chatterbox and the Lazlo stations will do callbacks as well. And I remember even I don't remember exact call advice, but even in Grand Theft Auto 3, they would call back to, to 1 and 2, which were yeah. like, which was, which was definitely interesting. Well, and in GTA 5, uh, I remember playing it and they brought back Laszlo. And then, mm-hmm. like, chat, I don't know if it's called Chatterbox in GTA 5. I don't remember. Laszlo definitely hosts a show, but he's yeah. like crazy because his life like went off the rails yeah. since GTA 3. But it's it's really funny. I, I know I'm going to talk about Chatterbox a lot because I love, I just loved it so much. Chatterbox was, was phenomenal. I thought it was yeah. so fucking funny. I. Actually, like a couple of years ago, I found a SoundCloud link of just the just the Chatterbox <laughs> audio. Um, but when I was a kid driving around with my dad, I used to fucking hate when he would listen to talk radio. Did, you, oh, did your mom ever listen to talk my radio? My mom never listened to talk radio. Thank God. It was always, we didn't, I mean, we used to listen to radio every now and then, but it was a lot of like tapes and CDs. Mm, but mm. I remember my friend's dad, who I went to Boy Scouts with, he would listen to fucking Howie Carr in Howie the car. Carr, yep. Or Russian he'd ball. listen to baseball, which like yeah. I didn't give a shit. I don't really give a shit about baseball now, but I definitely didn't give a shit about baseball as a kid. I was a football yeah. kid, but dude, my yeah. dad, my dad would listen to Rush Limbaugh, Ugh. Howie Carr, like all the fucking all the all the NPR bullshit, all just this trash. And I remember just being the thing is like my dad was big into music too, yeah. so I was like, oh, can we listen to ZZ Top? And he's like, no, nah, I gotta listen to Howie, Howie Carr, um, Howie Carr in the car. But so I'm sitting there and miserable as a kid listening to my dad listen talk radio as soon as i got in, ch- in fucking my car in gta I'll immediately switching the radio station right on the d-pad yeah <laughs> to get to but straight chatterbox. up dude, chatterbox is is entertaining howie car is not that's <laughs> like, fair straight up like, but i'm trying to be i'm trying to, i'm trying to have a funny while i'm taking while i'm looking for ramp number 39 dude that jumps through two buildings dude and trying to do like a spiral <laughs> yeah, flip yeah. dude gta was uh, that gta 3 formed like so many of my opinions on video games after it because what's crazy also i think that a bigger and this is i think that um well i want to know about what the controversy was like for you growing up around gta because 
the actual game of my generation was San Andreas. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, that, yeah. that was, you know, when I was, when you, the age you were, you were, when you were playing GTA three is probably my age playing San Andreas. And I think there was a lot of like racially charged shit around San Andreas. Cause like yeah. a bunch of black people in like Compton adjacent. Yeah. Like a town. South central type of deal. And, and people just like, that was the big deal. Like yeah. you were the black guy, you'd kill everybody and whatever. What was it like when GTA three came out? I mean, I just remember GTA 3 was just the big because it was it was now this thing being realized, but in such a more realistic way. Because mm. you could you, you know blow up buildings comically and whatnot in the past GTAs, but now you're like you're in full 3D. Yeah, that makes it that connects it that connects it so much more to real life. Mm. And that was what the, what the that was definitely the biggest controversy, especially because like obviously killing hookers and whatnot, and just like being able to see yourself actually like slaughtering people, which it wasn't honestly, it wasn't like super detailed in any manner, no. but I mean, it was, it was there. Like I could, as a kid, I could put together the pieces, you know, right. you have an imagination when you're, I was, I was 12 years old at the time. Right. Fresh. Honestly, let, let's, let's, let's be completely honest. I was 12 year old a month fresh off of watching actual people die on television. Yeah. If you think about it. True. That's like, so I'm I'm not worried about and that's kind of it, it's it's crazy if you think about it because they would bring down this heat on this video game that these kids are playing and it's like bro these kids just watch people die on tele they watch actual people lose their lives on television you're talking about a fucking video game yeah which well and the other thing too when you look at like GTA well I, exactly your point when GTA came out it was a month after 9/11 yeah. and the game took place in like fake New York. Yeah, and they did. They had to. They they were, they ended up removing. I forgot if it was a mission. Mm-hmm. I think it was a mission plus like the actual building that looked like the World Trade Center oh. for for good reason. Like if wow. 9/11 hadn't happened, they would have kept that shit in there. I think oh. it happened on like Spider Man as well. Oh, the other thing, the thing about um, GTA, I think the pacing of GTA Three is immaculate. That like, I think that what a lot of games do. When I think about Witcher 3, for instance, I love Witcher 3. Did you ever beat it? I did. So Witcher 3, as soon as you as soon as you get to like Novigrad, I think it is, it, that's like the first like really open world part of it. It is so overwhelming. Oh, it open it just the whole it's cool because the whole world does open up to you. Yeah. But it is it is overwhelming, especially now that we are adults and have like time we have we need we have other shit that we need to be doing. But GTA was awesome because it gave you Portland, which felt like so big, and then you can do whatever you want in Portland. The story eventually progresses you to where you have to escape to I forget the name of Staunton Island. Staunton Island. And there is where you meet the Yakuza mm-hmm. and you meet the triads. And like GTA taught me about so much shit as, as a kid. Like it taught me about the triad. It's taught mm. me about Yakuza. And we were talking on the HQ cast the other day about like, what are things that you thought would be a bigger deal as a kid? Mm. I thought like the triads were like a really big deal. Yeah. Cause they were like the number one enemy in GTA. But the other thing, and I think that the GTA really like, it's so rewarding to play GTA games through and through because you remember the only thing you could fly in GTA 3 was the Dodo? The Dodo, oh, it was such... And, and it was miserable. It was so fly. hard to fly. It was dog shit. Uh, and like, you couldn't swim, so as soon as that shit went into the ocean, you're just dead. Which is, is a seaplane. Yeah, <laughs> so like, I'm like, what the fuck? Dude, I, I remember it got to the point where like I eventually got really good at flying the Dodo. Yeah. And that felt like a, <laughs> my third eye opened. Like, it was I, like, dude, it was like, an, it was, it was like a, a little... It was like an achievement in of itself. felt like a life. Now, I don't think we can talk about GTA without talking about 
cheat codes because GTA of course. was like was like the cheat code final frontier. Oh yeah, absolutely. I don't remember cheat codes, but I just remember it was a lot of shoulder buttons, and then I would probably spin around twice and get a fucking spawn the tank. I was gonna say, what were some of your favorite cheat codes? The tank was number one. The tank. The yeah. tank was number one, and like, cause I would do, I would do like max wanted level plus the tank and mm-hmm. just just mayhem <laughs> obviously i would save my game first because oh. i gotta i gotta get back to real life yeah, after that yeah, you, you have to <laughs> save scum. it's actually funny uh we talk about with our friend fitz like video games all the time and as a kid i would save scum all the time like i would save scum just so i could like do shit that i'd I usually play the good guy in a lot of games, so yeah. I would save scum to just beat the shit out of like a villager or something like yeah, that. And then, right. I, and then I was like, oh, back to reality. That was and, just a dream sequence. And I think that there's a lot of like elitist, elitist thought now around save scumming, but I, I have this like visceral reaction when people talk about it because to me that was like that was part of the experience yeah. for me was was testing the limit of the game and like Straight oh up. what happens if you do the thing you definitely shouldn't do here. Yeah, I even did it once in um. Mass Effect 3, famously, you punch the reporter. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, let's just see what happens if I yeah. say this mean thing to her. Honestly, I, Mass Effect Mass Effect was probably the first game that I ever was like a renegade in. Really? That I purposely did a renegade path. It's, at- it's funny because a lot of people play GTA strictly as like, up to people, to GTA, a lot of people is like running around with a gun and like shooting people mm-hmm. and whatever. And I just, I don't know. Not that like the storyline has you painted as a good guy ever, but I remember I know people that have played GTA five and like never touched the story because they just like run around, do flips yeah. with their car and like shoot. And that, that wasn't me. I had to play the story and I played it pretty. I played the whole game pretty straight laced. Like, yeah, other than actually like going on like the rampages and whatnot, like I wouldn't like randomly like go like shoot people. I'd just be like, oh, okay, I'm going through the story. And then if I pick up a rampage and I got to yeah. like flamethrower 100 people in two minutes, I'll do that. But I was always trying to do. um I mean, I played the game so many times. I was like making my own game within the game. Yeah. I used to try to see how fast I could go and like how many cars I could weave through without oh, like hitting yeah. any other cars. Sometimes I would follow the rules of the road. Oh, just like following the rules of the road is, is the best shit. Dude, it's, it's funny that you mention the weaving in and out of cars because I, did you play Crazy Taxi ever? No, I never played Crazy so Taxi. So you play Crazy Taxi, if you... If you as clo- if you weaved in and out of traffic, if you got super close, you would get like more money. Oh really? So that was like kind of like a little mechanic, but yeah. Crazy Taxi came out on the Dreamcast, right? It did. Yeah, yeah. 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 I never played yeah, it. Phenomenal. Did it come out on anything else? It may have came out on like I think Crazy Taxi Two came out on Xbox, uh-huh. but I think that's really about it. Man, I feel like I missed out. But GTA to me was like, I dude, I could just spend hours in that, and the story was incredible mm-hmm. in GTA Three. Maybe, maybe. That's like looking out through rose colored glasses, but like just goes places, man. Like you're working with the mafia and then all of a sudden they're trying to set you up and like bomb your car. So you got to move to a different city and then you have to move to a different city. I remember very specifically the second area you come down this big um, bridge because the the bridge is like constructed. Yeah. And I just, I specifically remember listening to Marshall Mathers LP the way I am on that bridge for some reason, like, the, and you're just crossing it. Dude, like, oh my God. And now I wonder, I wonder how many, because on the PS2, you couldn't do that, right? Like you no, couldn't you burn. couldn't. Dude, I wonder how many people have artists tied to that experience in GTA, because like, that was the only way to play it for me. And especially if you look at um, GTA 5, I unfortunately didn't play Vice City ever. 
Like, mm. I, so I don't have, wow. I mean, I played it a little bit. I actually okay. have it on my phone similarly. I should download it on my phone. I had Vice City day one. Really? Yeah. So GameStop allowed me to pre order Vice City mm-hmm. and pay it off in full. Mm-hmm. So I'm in seventh grade at this point. Mm. It came out 2002. Mm. Yeah. So I'm in, I'm in like seventh, eighth grade. So I get out of football practice on the on the day that the Tuesday that it came out mm-hmm. and I'm like mom we got to go to GameStop she's like why I'm, I was like because they won't let me pick up the game without you there and she was like why the fuck they let you pay it off but I got to be there for you to actually they let you buy it but I got to be there to actually pick it up I'm like yeah it sucks and she was pissed and she like said that to whoever was working there at the time but yeah um but yeah I picked up I got Grand Theft Auto Vice City day one dude it's funny that you have that story about Vice City because I'm I maybe have attributed this story to a different game, but I'm almost positive it was GTA three. Uh, funny. We're talking about the, on the, on the episode of the HQ cast we just did, we were talking about that game crazy in, oh, in yeah, South yeah. Dennis, which was next to my fucking house. I used to ride my bike down there and two things happened at that, at that game crazy. that were crazy. Um, uh, they would have the used display cases on the wall. And I used to love going in there and reading the manuals to games. Mm, yeah. And in one manual, this guy had, when he traded the game in, I don't really understand how this would have gotten through. I don't really understand. Somebody must have slipped it in there later. But some dude took a, it was a, it was a photo, like a, not a Polaroid, but just like a disposable photo that got printed of a guy behind a woman holding her tits. <laughs> and she was like flashing the camera. And that photo was just in a jewel case. Yeah. So I like opened the jewel case and I saw it and I was like, this is nuts. Um, but then there was also, I, I bought GTA three there or I tried to, and I was like 12 or something, yeah. 10. And they were like, you're too young. And my dad came down there and told the manager like, Hey, I don't ever want to come down here again. So whatever he wants, just let him buy. He has my permission. <laughs> and yeah. then I bought fucking GTA three. It's actually funny to think about how hands off my parents must've been because I don't know. I understand seeing GTA and like seeing your 10 year old kid playing it and mm. being like, this is probably not great for him. My dad must've been super hands off because I played, I was listening to Eminem and yeah. playing GTA three. Like I think my mom wasn't super hands off. She always knew what was going on, but she just didn't really give a shit as yeah. long as a, I was doing well in school and B, yeah. I wasn't getting arrested because <laughs> we, you know, she brought, I saw like Terminator 2 when I was a kid. Mm. Uh, um, listened to whatever, like, I was just, like rapid hip hop I wanted to, mm. and watching Beavis and Butthead and Ren and Stimpy and all that shit. So, my mom, like, just didn't care, just as long as I wasn't getting any dumb shit. And, like, I never, like, killed anyone or anything crazy off. I don't think, I don't see my, I didn't see video games as having any sort of influence on me, other than, like, funny stories to tell to my friends talking shit about Chatterbox in school. Dude, I'm so jealous that you had that fucking experience, man. Like you are actually the only person I think I've ever talked about Chatterbox with. Yeah, dude, it was sick. Yeah, it was awesome. Like, yeah, dude, just going into school and what's the new thing you did in GTA today? Oh, quote this stupid ass thing and and whatnot. Or say my toolbox in the middle of class and everyone laughs. <laughs> dude, the other thing when I think about GTA, um, GTA was like, I mean, every game from back then was like super out of pocket, but GTA was like super out of pocket. There was a there was a quest where you had to save this old guy and his a, a quest lol like skyrim was a mission and um his name was the oriental gentleman yes so yeah 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 like how is that a fucking thing it's crazy yeah it's crazy we think about like and i'm not i'm not like a oh fucking snowflakes guy but it is very interesting to see the culture shift yeah as we see like 
people be like more sensitive and more like politically correct. Uh, not that I personally think it's a bad thing, but it is like, it's interesting. It's definitely I, interesting. I do. You, can you think of anything in GTA five that was like super out of pocket like that? I'm trying. Mm. I mean like Trevor is like kind of crazy. Yeah. Trevor is like, like a crazy, he's like a crazy, like white trash hick. Um, yeah, nothing that I can think of the top of my head from GTA five. I remember, and I remember like the lawyer, I, I do remember like the lawyer in Vice City. Obviously, that was 2002, only a year later. The lawyer in Vice City was like just like this, like shyster, but obviously, like they were trying to make him like super Jewish, which was like, mm. <laughs> like mad fucking offensive. But I don't recall anything in like five that I can think of that was like super, super wild. I was like, I'm sure if I like look back, I'd probably find it. But yeah, nothing that was like super wild. Do you have any favorite missions from GTA 3? Oh, man. I'm trying to think. One of my uh, there was like this there was there was this particularly I was maybe it was because I was my like first person shooter thing but there was this like sniper mission mm. that I remember I like I loved like I would I actually remember. vaguely remember the sniper mission. yeah it was it was You're I would save over the boat yeah right? I would save the game and play that sniper mission over I, wow. I liked it so much. I forgot what were you're trying to give somebody cover, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, I think you're trying to give eight ball cover. Yeah, that you're trying to. Yeah, it's for it's an eight ball mission. Wow, because he had to like he had to go in and blow something up. Yeah, yeah, because he had he was like a bomb maker. Wow, I had not even thought about that in forever. One of I think my favorite mission was when you pick up Maria Latore and you bring her. Basically, the the mob boss is like, hey, just be my fucking wife chauffeur. Like, yeah, right, right, yeah, and you bring her to a party. You drop her off at the party, and then I think she calls you, or you hear something where you basically have to go in and like shoot everybody in the yeah. warehouse, and right, like right? Get her out. She like talks about she's like going to the party, like do coke or something. Yeah. yeah. The other thing that about GTA, uh, which is it's it's actually funny how many things were happening at the same time. But there was, um, you know, to get your wanted level off, you would go to the paint shop. Yep. Forget the name of it, but that always felt like very West Coast customs to me. And I think in GTA 3 or San Andreas, San Andreas you could like custom, you could do yeah. like custom like rims and stuff like that on all your race cars. Dude, but you could definitely do it because I remember I had a red Banshee. I had a oh red yeah, you could definitely change like the paint color. Yeah. yeah. Man, I, the, the GTA games, I, it's really funny because I don't play, I have no like, although now that we're talking about it, as with every fucking episode of Restore Point, I now have a very strong run it back. I, it's, I just want to go play GTA 5. Because, I mean, I love GTA 3, but something that is really annoying about GTA 3 is you couldn't really do, you had to, what we were saying earlier, it's really nice, the pacing is really great, that you get to unlock all these areas as you keep playing, mm-hmm. but it's kind of annoying in that you can't just, like, off-rip go to stat 9. Oh, yeah, you, if you don't, if you don't already have, like, a save file yeah. from 20 years ago. Although I wonder if you got, I wonder if you got a code for a Dodo. Could you fly it? You could. There was some. There was some scumming of how to like get there early, and it mm. definitely worked. I don't recall what the uh, what the steps were though. Mm. I, now, what what are your GTA three was the last time there was a silent protagonist in? Yeah. What was your experience like with that? Like, did you ever wish that he talked or? I mean, I, I think I kind of just wish that he talked, but the story, everyone talked to you, mm. and I could figure out my own like replies and whatnot, mm. but. The story was built around the way that it just worked, mm. and Half Life was doing the same thing. Uh, Gordon Freeman has never talked, True. so something that I was familiar with, 
pushing the story along in that way, and it, it, it worked out. It worked out well for me. It's actually funny to think not a lot of games today have silent protagonists. Mm-hmm. I mean, Dragon Quest does. Dragon Quest Eleven, the guy's silent, which I actually really like. Um, I'm trying to think of other games that are like, I feel like every game now has to be like a very like bombastic guy that you can yeah. Around. And I think having silent, having the silent protagonist does two things for me. A, I can think of things that I would say. Yeah. And B, I think it kind of forces the writers to build the story properly. Yeah. If they, it it forces some sort of like proper story building that doesn't involve your character directly, but still makes you feel like you're a part of the world. Mm. In um. So as I said, I didn't play a lot of Vice City, but what was it like for you going from GTA Three to Vice City? I know that the biggest thing was that you had motorcycles. Oh yeah, it was like it was motorcycles, and then we had this like '80s aesthetic with all yeah. these dope ass '80s radio stations, and it was stuff that I and I was familiar with a lot of it because you know my mom would listen to that stuff. So mm-hmm. I would go on a radio station and be like, "Oh, like I heard my mom listening to this song before." Um, mm-hmm. And so you got our boy Tommy Versetti who now talks. Mm-hmm. So that definitely, and I think it, uh, it was like Ray Liotta. They had a couple of they had a couple of pretty big names in that one. So it was just it was like Grand Theft Auto. They improved upon the, they, it was the same engine, but they definitely improved upon it. And it was like, they brought motorcycles. Mm. Um, now we have like a voice protagonist, but I just remember the commercial. I remember, I, I will never forget the commercial for it was, it was just him like shooting up the place, like running around, but it was set to uh flock of seagulls. I ran and it was like, the dope it and then it was just like grand theft auto vice city and it was like the dopest thing ever and i was like i don't know what this is I've dude never yeah seen this it was a, it was a, yeah after the show i'll have to show you yeah, the commercial was dope and i was already sold on it because it was a sequel to grand theft auto 3 yeah but i i so it's funny you mentioned i did play i definitely played a little bit of vice city but i just don't have the same attachment to it three yeah. was just like i don't know dude i also like don't like florida <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, I thought it was, I mean, I thought, yeah, I thought I just saw like the 80s setting was so dope. And then obviously, yeah, we have like, we have motorcycles, we have things we can fly. The motorcycles were like, what could you fly in Vice City? Uh, there was a couple, there was a couple like, um, helicopters and like very small planes. Wow. And then they had like one of the most frustrating, maybe the most frustrating mission of all time where you actually had to fly an RC helicopter <laughs> in order to like blow up <laughs> in order to like plant bombs. Yeah. But the helicopter was so weak. Mm. and so shitty to maneuver that the mission was just it's like one of the most hated grand theft auto missions wow it was it was it was shit but i now i, w- I actually just remembered just had like a really weird brain blast that now so if if you have never played grand theft auto 3 or vice city and you really want to play it you can buy them on your phone i think that honestly the phone is like one of the only places you can like really get it and play it right now. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, like in a proper sort of manner. Yeah, like I don't know if there's. I mean, you could like emulate. I'm sure. I think but PC emulation kind of sucks. Yeah, I think there's a. I think there's a PC version of. Oh, PC, right. I think there may be a PC version of all of them. That's fair. Which That's I'm fair. pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. But you can get it for five bucks on your phone, or you used to be able to. And I just remembered that you can now connect DualShock 4s to your phone. Oh yeah. So yeah, like that. This is yeah. So I'm thinking on my iPad, I got we got DualShock 4 here. I got Vice City. I can just play yeah, fucking just Vice pump City. It up. I like. I wonder. I wonder how it holds up in that regard because like I, the car driving feels amazing hmm. in in all these games. But I wonder if the one thing that really kind of always sucked in GTA 3. And I think in every GTA until San Andreas was like shooting guns was never like awesome. Yeah, they didn't. They 
they did improve upon the mechanic in Vice City by letting you do it a little more manually, but mm-hmm. San Andreas definitely like fine. They what they did in each game is they were always very good at improving. Not necessarily they use the same engine throughout, but they yeah. were always good at improving the the core mechanics of the game. Dude, I just remembered it, I don't in San Andreas you could ride a bicycle. Oh yeah, yep. Why was everybody so excited about bicycle? I don't know because it was like it was just new. It was this new thing you could ride the bicycle and you could get your bunny hopping yeah. level up, so you yeah. could like jump over. Eventually, like if you got your level high enough, you could jump over cars and shit. Dude, I just fucking there's something about GTA games that like it feels like this endless play pit where yeah. you can just do like whatever the fuck you want Dude, straight up yeah like in in san andreas when my friend would like right off the bat we would go in there was this one specific building on the map it was shaped like a circle we would go to that you go all the way to the top of that building you can parachute down it was like the only place in the city you could do that wow but you could like we specifically would go to that circle building on the map mm. to go do parachute and whatnot and yeah, it was just it was just wild how they would just add all these new things and it was just like all these little mini games. Dude, I just remembered in GTA 3, you just dug something out of my subconscious. Do you remember the Rockstar Arena in GTA 3? It was it was in the second, maybe the third island. There was just like this big coliseum. Yes. It was okay, just called yeah, like yeah. the Rockstar Arena. Yeah. I remember being like, is this a real place? <laughs> well, and that was actually one of the first times that I thought about I didn't know Wow, I didn't. I just realized this. I didn't realize. I guess I didn't know so much that Rockstar made the game, but I knew Rockstar from like the logo at the beginning of the game. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So when there was this big arena with the Rockstar thing, I was like, "Holy shit, man!" It all together. What? What in GTA Three? Is there anything that you wished was different about GTA Three that they improved on in other games? Like, obviously, I feel like there wasn't that big of a difference between GTA 3 to Vice City. I think the graphics got better um, as they tend to do at like the longer console generation goes on and you get motorcycles. But I think after I read that comment where someone's like, Oh, you know, GTA 3 isn't a good game. Like I would feel confident giving Nick a controller and, and hooking my iPad up and having him play GTA 3 and being like, I promise you, you'll have fun doing this. Yeah. This is like there. And the way that the way that it's set up is like, especially, I mean, for the time, at the time it was like one of the first games doing it was definitely the first game doing what gta 3 did mm-hmm. and so when you put the fuck, i don't know what i'm trying to say but it was definitely one of the first games that was doing what gta 3 did and the way that they built around the missions this world so much is that there literally there was some there was kind of something for everyone you know it took it was able to blend all these mechanics together it wasn't the best at any of these mechanics like it wasn't a. It wasn't the best third-person shooter in the world. It wasn't yeah. the best racing game in the world. Yeah. But it had these. It had a good driving mechanic. It had decent shooting mechanics. And so, you know, if you wanted to go into a race and win money, you could go into a race and win money. If you mm-hmm. wanted to walk around shooting, like using people as a shooting gallery to get like <laughs> points to do the rampage missions, you could. If you wanted to get into a taxi and be a taxi driver, I was just gonna ask. Yeah. If, if you want to be a taxi, taxi driver, missions. if you want to do the ambulance missions, the police vigilante missions, because wow. and they would actually give you stuff like I, um, if you got to a particular level in like the taxi driver missions, you would get like free taxi rides or something like that. But right. yeah, it was it was just stuff like that. It, it didn't. I would say that it did all these mechanics. It wasn't the best of all these mechanics, but it did all the mechanics well enough mm. to to put this cohesive thing together that would make you enjoy any of these things individually. Mm. Had other mechanics not been in the game, yeah. 
What? When was the last time you played GTA Three? I don't even remember. You I what, think when did, it. Did you ever revisit it after? No. So there was a point where it was free on the phone. Oh, maybe that's when I got yeah, it. Yeah, and that's when I got it, and then I played it for a little bit. I remember, I, you know, I had a bit of fun with it. Uh, but I didn't. I didn't like play through the entire game. Yeah. No. No. I mean, the game is like kind of long. I think it's. Yeah, I think it, it's like sixteen hours. It's got it. I. I would. Yeah, I'd put it in like the fifteen twenty range at least. Yeah. I don't know, dude. There's something like GTA three to me was not perfect. I don't want to say it was perfect, but in other subsequent GTA like GTA five to me, I really liked GTA five. I thought it was great. And it was obviously like a technical masterpiece. And now like living in LA, that's even another <laughs> level to it. I was living in Boston when it came out. But I don't know, like GTA three just captured it had this like charm about it because it was like Maybe it's because it was like the first thing. Maybe everybody's like really has this connection to their first GTA game. Yeah. You know? But like Chatterbox on GTA Five, I remember being like, "Man, I, I wish it was like Chatterbox." I miss, like, I miss Chatterbox on GTA Three. Yeah, because because yeah. Lazlo's so like weird. He's like really eccentric, and in in GTA Three, he's just like he gives a lot of these like nonchalant responses, which I feel like honestly informed my. <laughs> My humor today, like, like shitty guess. He like, was like, oh. like people call in and be like, "Oh, Laszlo, like you know, I some some of my wife died, but I'm like, well, that's a lesson for us all." Yeah, and exactly. then it was like gone in the next yeah. one, <laughs> right? I don't know, dude. GTA three, when I when I think about games that that grabbed my attention, like, and I think you know we talk about this all the time in the show, but I wonder if that was, I Ooh. now am wondering how much of it was that game versus how much of it was, um the era you know mm-hmm. like we just there weren't as many games coming out as fast there weren't as many um there weren't as many games of the same type that were coming out yeah you know? honestly the- when you look back at the ps2 uh, oh yeah you played on xbox so yeah, yeah xbox didn't have like a massive library ps2 had a fucking like i didn't really know it at the time because i didn't work at gamestop yet mm. uh but you know recently looking back ps2 had such a mass it's like crazy massive library Mm. um but you know not having too much money like i had to kind of pick and choose so the Mm. library didn't seem as big to me Mm. as i may have as i you know as i later figured out that's actually really funny to think about because on on ps2 there was like sly cooper jack Mm. and daxter ratchet and clank yeah all of this shit and there's also like these like you know you got your atlas rpgs um Mm. it's just like final fantasy 10 final fantasies yeah, on Xbox, it Metal was Gears. pretty much just Halo. Yeah, you had Halo and then a bunch of ports. Like, yeah. Uh, Xbox had MGS2 port they that I played. Down. Yeah. I'm trying to think of other games on Xbox that would have stolen my attention, but it was my Xbox was basically Halo, Morrowind, mm, <laughs> and yeah. GTA 3. Yeah, that was, yeah, I think mine, yeah, mine was somewhere, mine was around the same. I had, I mean, I was in sports back then, so I had, I had sports games as well to entertain me, but yeah, it was really just those. And Grand Theft Auto Three being Grand Theft Auto Three being the first of its kind, it's got it, and being on the ground floor for something of the first of its kind, there's like you can't really like take that away. Like me being within, I think yeah, I got it. I definitely, I'm pretty sure I got it before Christmas that year. Mm. But yeah, being that early into something that was so revolutionary, mm. obviously you, you can't take that away. And you know, I that's why you know. I think that's why it has such a deep memory for me as well. Cause it's like, Oh, I'm one of the first people like playing this open world game I'm in so this manner. Jealous. I'm so jealous that you have like, you can always pinpoint like when you got a game, where you got it, how you got it. 
I was like too young to like bank those memories, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I, that was, and those are some of my earliest memories. I think, I think if you would ask me, it's not many things, but a lot of things before I think, and I think because I think because video games have been such a big part of my life, I always remember those big video game moments. Yeah. You know, when I, when I get these, when I got the new game or this thing that happened around this time, I can always be like, Oh, this is what was happening. And then usually before the show, I will do a little research into like the time that a game came out. And then I can be like, Oh, I remember what was going on. Yeah. Well, it, it's also funny to think about how this conversation started, like talking about you getting laid off and kind of going into video games. Like as a kid, you know, my, my childhood was like gold tanked <laughs> and GTA was, was a world where I could like just, I had a TV that had a VCR and a headphone jack and I just plug headphones into the TV, sit there and just listen to music and like drive around yeah. and like, just like really like escape, like just yeah. not deal with whatever I was stressed about or whatever. And, uh, I think that GTA is really special in that it was a world. It wasn't like Skyrim or fallout or whatever, where you it's like transporting you away. It was like, it still felt like the real world. It felt like I just didn't have to deal with like my life. You yeah, know what I exactly. Mean? Yeah. It wasn't like, it wasn't a fantasy. It wasn't yeah. a fantasy setting. Yeah. It was like a realistic life setting where I could drive a car around a city. It was New yeah. York. Exactly. dude. So I wonder, I really wonder what G, where GTA six is going to take. Yeah. Uh, Have they I announced wonder. anything about it? No, but I. Someone was. People were saying possibly back to Vice City, but we'll see. Oh. We'll see how that would be. That would be dope, honestly. Wow. I wonder if it would be like a modern Vice City, which I would guess be that neat. would make sense because GTA Four takes place in Liberty City, mm-hmm. but like a, yes. a different Liberty. Yeah, City. Yeah, GTA Four takes place in Liberty City. Then we got Vice City. So, um, the first. So those first. I like to call. I'll say the the first three three D GTA. Mm-hmm. So GTA Three, GTA Vice City, and San Andreas. If you if you played GTA One, those were the names of the three cities you could go to in oh. GTA One. Yeah, um, oh. you started in Liberty City and then you went to uh, Vice. So it was like Liberty City, Vice City, and San Andreas were like the three spots you could go to in the game. Wow, yeah, that's crazy. Well, boys, it's dinner time for the boys at HQ. Oh yeah, oh, we yeah. gotta wrap it up. Um, but if you liked hearing us talk about GTA, because I like talking about it and I'm gonna love playing it when I hook my DualShock up to my iPad. Uh, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, you can rate and review this show on iTunes. That'll tell us you want us to make more of this shit. And uh, you can support our sponsors, one being Manscaped. That's manscaped.com slash HQ with no vowels. Put in code HQ20, you'll get 20% off and free shipping and three free gifts from Manscaped. Three free gifts from Manscaped is like sea- she sells seashells by the seashore. Irish. Rich I've been having a lot of time just, I've been having a tough time saying words lately. Um, you can also go to youthxenergy.com, put in code HQ10, get yourself a sick Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2 shirt to celebrate the release of this new game coming out. Dev, where can the people find you? Yo, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at DigitalDevX. You can find me on Twitch at DigitalDev. And you should go to DigitalDev on Twitter. Dude, you should see if you can get a GTA game. You said you were going to play Morrowind. This man lies to I me know. on every show. He says he's going to stream, he says he's going to play all this shit, but he oh. never does. Uh, well, everybody, thank you so much for hanging out. We appreciate you spending your time with us because it's uh, no one has to do it. So if you do, we love you. Yeah. And uh, we'll see you next week. Peace. Peace. You are rich in your life. What are you not? We got him now. He wasn't even worth the trouble. <laughs>